T.G. Journey here, welcoming you to Shortgrass Country News, where the past never ends. Today's story is being brought to you by Curl Up and Die Beauty Emporium, located right down there next door to Paul Hode's Barbershop. So all you gotta do is keep your eye peeled for that barber pole. Nadine says that her staff can take care of all your beauty needs, top to bottom. Ease your feet down into that tub of water and let those fish eat away all those corns and calluses while Mia does your manicure. And if you got unwanted hair, Nadine says they can take care of that too. If you like keeping that summer tan all year long, just slip into the back and relax in one of the tanning beds. Your significant other will be glad you did. <coughs> the horse says it's time for today's story that I have named Working Cattle. I don't remember the year, probably 1964 or 65. I was about 10 or 11 years old. I doubt if I weighed much more than 60 pounds and stood no taller than four feet. We'd built a new corral, and what I mean by we is that Daddy built the corral with me underfoot holding a can of nails and occasionally holding up one end of a landing mat. The corral was built in rocky ground. That seemed to be the only kind of ground there was out there on the home place. The post holes had to be a lot bigger around and considerably deeper than a regular post hole to accommodate and strengthen the old railroad ties Daddy came up with for posts. The landing mats were attached horizontally to the railroad ties. Now landing mats were World War II military surplus. Their original use was to build temporary landing strips in places where there were none and where they needed to be to fight the Nazis and the Imperial Japanese Army. They were attached to the railroad ties with 60-penny nails, which are six inches long. They had to be driven in with a three-pound sledgehammer. If you're wondering, house framing uses 16-penny nails and a 20-ounce claw hammer. The corral was narrower on one end than the other, along the lines of a scalene triangle, which means it has no equal sides. That's kind of how most things we built turned out. It took me a long time to understand what a scalene triangle was, and an even longer time to figure out why I might need to know it. But my math skills are for another time. The wide end of the landing mat corral was on the east, and the narrow end funneled west to the gate of the old wooden corral. Now, the old wooden corral was no bigger than an average bedroom. There wasn't hardly room to turn around. It was made of wooden half post with rough-cut fencing boards nailed to the flat side. Rough-cut fencing is really nothing more than rough-cut popular one-by-sixes. The old corral had been there for many years, and it had been patched and repatched and patched some more. For all intents and purposes, it would not have held any animal that wanted to get out. We were getting into early May, and all the calves were born. 
Daddy decided that it was time to vaccinate and brand them. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to tell them from the neighbors. You see, most fences weren't very good, so it was kind of like open range when things got dry. And dry is something we did well in southwest Oklahoma. By all, I mean Daddy ran about eight or nine pair. That doesn't seem like many today, but it was about average for most back then. Farming and ranching hadn't reached the point of five and 10,000 acre operations yet. Most farmed no more than 320 acres. The pasture land was usually the ground that was not farmable because it had too many ditches or too many rocks or too steep a grade. The home place had about 78 acres of pasture. Daddy usually allowed about eight acres for each cow and calf because he didn't want to have to hand feed them except for a little to get them through the snowy and icy periods. Anyway, it was time to work the calves, and the way Daddy liked to do it was to separate the calves from their mamas so we wouldn't have a hostile mama sticking her nose into the process. To accomplish the separation, Daddy placed all 60 pounds and four feet of me at the narrow end of the new corral, just in front of the gate to the old corral. The idea was, as he got a calf separated from the herd, he'd push it down my way, and I'd let it pass into the old corral, then return to blocking the gate and turning cows back as Daddy worked at getting another calf separated from the herd. This was working, well, okay, I guess, until there were four or five calves in the old corral. And, of course, the fewer calves in with the cows meant it was harder to get them separated. My problem was that I didn't have eyes in the back of my head. In order to turn the cows back, I had to be facing them. And in order to keep the calves in the old lot, I had to be facing them. I was between a rock and a hard place, size being somewhat of a top, spinning from one task to the other. I'd be watching the calves, and Daddy'd yell at me, Turn that cow back. I'd be turning back the cow, and he'd yell at me, Don't let those calves out. You see, the cows wanted to be with their calves, and the calves wanted to be with their mamas. So the calves were always creeping out the gate, trying to get back to their mamas. The last few calves were proving to be difficult that day, and the longer it went, the more impatient Daddy got. Well, one of those cows had become just as impatient, wanting to be back with its baby. I was pushing the calves back into the old corral when I heard Daddy yell, Turn that cow! I spun around to see a thousand-pound, ugly, tiger-striped, motley-faced cow, head down, firing her eyes and blowing snot out of her nose, pretty much in a dead run towards me, bawling all the way. All sixty pounds and four feet of me was standing there with my arms spread wide like an eagle and my knees bent slightly. It was a bit of a basketball garden position, except this was no beanpole kid bearing down on me. At the last minute, I lost my nerve, and I did one of those old matador moves and just got the hell out of the way. It didn't end good from Daddy's perspective. 
Mine neither for all that matters. Not only did the cow get by me, but the calves were able to make their way back out into the new corral, and mamas and babies were bawling with joy as they reunited. Daddy stood at the opposite end of the new corral from me, red-faced, steam pouring out of his ears, and fire flashing out of his eyes. He yelled, Why the hell didn't you just stay put? She would have turned. I was standing there with my heart about to jump out of my chest with that funny feeling running all through me. I didn't know what to say. I finally came up with, I didn't think she was going to turn. She is acting kind of crazy. Daddy shook his head in disbelief and then replied, You may be good with horses, but you ain't worth a damn at anything else. It took me a minute for that to soak in and digest, but when it did, I smiled and thought to myself, he said I was good with horses. I done went and got me a compliment out of Daddy. (coughs) Well, it looks like our time is up for this week, so until next week, happy trails.